Welcome to the Bailey and Harding Ultrasound System. I'm Anna Harding. And I'm DJ Lethal. Oh, you remembered! DJ, DJ Lethal. Lethal! Bring it oh. on! Of all the DJs, yeah. I think DJ Lethal's the best. At his job or his just his name? At uh, his branding. <laughs> At his branding. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So everyone knows who DJ Lethal is. Yeah. Don't you, listeners? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I I promised you I was going to wear my red hat and be Fred Durst, but um, I only woke up like 10 minutes ago, so this is what you've got, I'm afraid. Well, one of my Instagram stories today, or I polls for myself, <laughs> is going to be, why can't I wear a baseball cap? Because I can't wear a baseball cap. Me either. Right? So you know like Courtney DeWalter, I mean, I'm not comparing myself in any way to Courtney DeWalter, what or Fred Durst. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, Fred Durst, Courtney DeWalter, there's other people. There's uh, people. Just basketball players? They can wear baseball caps and they just wear, they run with them on backwards. Yellow Whereas runner. I, yellow runner. Yellow runner. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't wear a baseball cap <laughs> and I don't understand why. So I'm going to try a few looks today with my Centurion yellow baseball cap. Is it, so um, here's a question though. Is it, oh, that's a nice hat. Is it baseball caps specifically? Oh my God. I'll get it on. <laughs> it's the hair. It's the hair that comes out the side. Yeah, it's my face. Look, my face is like a square Lego block. It's like square. It's because I've got a square head. Here's an interesting fact. Go on then. Lego people live in houses made out of their own flesh. Right. <laughs> 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 so awful. Anyway, is it specifically baseball what? caps or is it hats? Because you look great in a no. visor. They are in houses with their own flesh. <laughs> I'll take this off. So I've got to have those. I've got to take you seriously. Yeah, I'd like to know, is it baseball caps specifically or is it like any hat? Because you do look great in a visor. Okay, I don't think I do look good in a visor anymore. I'm going through a crisis of confidence. I think I'm having a midlife <gasps> crisis, everybody. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not into a visor anymore. It's like the visor, I wear the visor for a reason and that is to keep the wind, sun and rain off my face uh, and to hide. Yeah, but the visor, I can put my ponytail above the visor. I think it's because I've got big hair and I think it's because actually, technically, I've got um, quite a big yes. It's a square head. So I was still trying to go over the fact that fucking Lego people Fair. live in flash houses, which is just unbelievable. <laughs> does that make, or does that make their... Does that make what? <laughs> does that mean that they have flashlights to see? <laughs> yes, it does. Okay, I think we're about three minutes in and we're starting to talk about flashlights. So the fact that actually the whole Lego franchise is just a horror film. Set. It's just the fucking horror film. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. It's like something that Stephen King would write. <laughs> they eat their own flesh. They live right. in their own <laughs> flesh. They wear their own flesh. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, God, this is episode 15 of the Bailey and Harding Ultrasound System, by the way. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us for this absolute... I hope you're not listening to this with your children in the car, because now they don't want to play with their Lego anymore. <laughs> never. Here's, here's a tip. Never listen to this podcast with children around. <laughs> no, no. What have you been up to? Should We, we need to do our uh, weekly win, Grim, get in the bin. I'll tell you what, our, the wins for this week are going to be like, aren't we great? Aren't we just great? We're, me me oh, and Anna are not perfect, but this week it would appear we are. 
My win is I ran a great race called the Grand Tour of Skidore on Saturday. It was up up a mountain called Skidore, which is one of the fourth biggest mountains in the UK, didn't you know? Is and it? I had a great time. Yeah, it was a 47-mile job, 8,000-foot vert. Absolutely stunning. And I had a great time. That's my win. It's as simple as that. Nice. Nice. 8,000 feet, by the way, for anyone else who, like me, is in meters. 2,438. Exactly, exactly what I was going to say. Perfect. My win this week is I absolutely smashed a race that was 15 kilometres and 1,200 metres of vert, so like nine miles and nearly 4,000 feet. Oh. In Cormier, in Italy, up a mountain and then back down again. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Whenever you say Cormier, I'm Cormier. just Cormier! Like, hey, I'll just ah. This is crazy. Here's my number. Call me a baby. I had call my call my call my That is good. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, call my We should actually go to the tourist board with some of these songs. We could stand at the airport and sing them as people come in. Uh, Cormier doesn't have an airport. Geneva does, and it's a pile of shit. So many Ooh. flights were cancelled and delayed. And it, it basically, if you ever fly into Geneva, and it's not just because of all the mega air traffic control business that was going on globally this week, it is genuinely, every time I've been there, just, they just cancel flights. They're just like, nah, we will not do this one today. We're not doing this one today. Maybe that's because everybody in Geneva is so rich that they have private jets, so they don't really care about the people at the airport. Yeah, and also because EasyJet operate out of there and EasyJet are cancelling a lot of flights. Oh, that was good. I liked it. You picked yourself up. So when you did that race, I would have been like, I, I did UTMB. That's what I would have said. I, I would have been like, I've done, I've done UTMB, actually. So, uh, Yeah, I have. I've, I've done UTMB. I've, I've completed it, mate. And um, yeah, I've got a wristband that says UTMB on it. Perfect. Keep it on. Keep yeah. it on. UTMB. Yeah. Done. Complete it, that mate. It starts today, doesn't it? The big boy race. It does. It starts at six o'clock tonight. Not that that matters because it's not like everyone listening needs to get their dot watching out because this is out the following week. Yeah, we are having a bit of a weird one today because today's Friday and usually we record on Tuesday. So, um, yeah. so we're having a bit. We are we are having a bit of a weird one. Discombobulated. Did you, you had a lovely time because like, you went and wreckied that, didn't you? Yeah, we went and wreckied it uh, a few weeks ago. I went out on a trip with Hoka, which was you know I'm very very lucky to have done that. They were brilliant and. We wrecked it. It took us like four and a half hours, but we were like having lols and, and taking our time when we went and did the recce. And I did it in three and a half hours, which I was absolutely stoked with. Not that time matters because who knows how long it's going to take you to get up a mountain and down. There were a lot of pinch points. There was a lot of single track. And um, this was going to be like, what am I getting the bins actually? Is that... There were a lot of people who I can only imagine arrived late to the start line who then were like trying to get past on single track, which meant that they were just barging people out of the way. <laughs> there were a lot of sharp elbows on that course, mm. um, which. Why, why? Because they were late why and because it that? was single track, they had started behind us. Okay, and but it's not like that's a real like, is that a hotly contested race? Mm. They wouldn't have won it. They wouldn't have podiumed. There are podium positions on it and they get like, you know, people get shown off for being first, second and third. These people with sharp elbows would not have 
podiumed because they'd started way too late so I don't I don't know why they would do it but I guess frustration I don't know but it was it was rude it was really rude so yeah people with sharp elbows and races on trail races when you can't get through like just just be a little bit polite I have been at the sharp elbow end of this a mm. number of times mm. the race I did on Saturday they actually made us run around once around the field and then go because there is a gate so there's a pinch point so they were like everybody run around the field and they go through the gate great idea right and actually quite nice for the spectators because it's a uh, it's you know they can all see everyone yeah. like parading horses around a dressage arena or before you go horse racing you're trotting around like this with your little hooves up going look at me <laughs> i'm high grade yeah anyway that's a good idea but also there would always be a pinch point at a gate because that's what it is the arc of attrition, another race with a pinch point, quite a big yeah. one. So if you want to, yeah. if you want to, if you're, if you want to win that, if you want to go real quick, you should go at the front. You, but to go at the front, you have to run up a really big hill mm. to get to the little style. So don't fuck about with that because if you can't do it, you'll look a knob. <gasps> and everyone just waits yeah. because they know it's there and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Snowden. Uh, you, there's a, a race on Snowden, a, tra- yeah. a trail ultra. Now that has all those weird steps that go over the walls. You know, like the bit the styles that go over the walls. I've watched people, and it's yes. actually against yeah. the rules of Welsh trail running, jump over the walls to get back. And it's like, you're not allowed to do that. They're, they're dry stone walls, and they're, they're, you could damage yeah. them. And it's like, what are you doing? So I'd like to put this out to the listener. What are you What are you doing when you do that? Because some of you must have done it. And it's like, you, everyone's in the same bucket. We're all mid to back of pack, at mm. best. If we're in a yeah, boat. We're in mm. we're in the pinch point. Okay, boat. We're all in the pinch point together. It's not, and you look like a knob. Yeah. So yeah. why are you doing yeah. it? Because you're not gonna. Also, in your situation, you're late to the start. That's your fucking bad, mate. Well, yeah. So because the, there's a, a tunnel that goes through from Chamonix to Courmayeur from France to Italy, and there'd been a landslide at another tunnel further along, which meant there was loads of traffic going through the Mont Blanc tunnel, which meant it took three hours to literally go like. I don't know how many, how far it is. Maybe like ten miles. Yeah, probably. A bit like your race. <laughs> <laughs> I could have run there. I should have run there. Yeah. Um, so I think there were people who hadn't prepared themselves for how much traffic there was. I'm not, not excusing them, and they were late. Um, but what I would like to say, so there were there were a couple of pinch points on this race as well, just like crossings, and at one of them, there's a really steep down. And I remembered it from the recce and I, and it's not, it's, it's quick. It's literally like, it's a step down, but it's like a bigger step than your leg. And I remembered it from the recce and I got to it and I muttered under my breath. I don't like this. And there was a guy in front of me and he turned around and he gave me his hand to help me down. The Spanish guy. It was so lovely. Oh my God. So he is my win. I love it. Helping people out in races. I don't know if he heard me say, I don't like this. Because he was a Spanish guy. He didn't seem to speak much English. He's a very handsome man. Uh, he was a lovely man. I didn't really look at his handsomeness. Um, I was too busy trying not to die. And also... I would have been like, this is it. Looking at his This hand. is it. <laughs> I would have been like that. Like, I would have been like, this is, this is the moment. This is my perfect <laughs> moment. I probably would have sung that to him. And that's why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, two opposite ends of the spectrum there, really. Um, and I think, you know, some people experience both of these things in the races that they do too. Like sometimes there are knobs um, with sharp elbows. Oh, yeah. And sometimes oh, yeah. there are lovely people who don't mind just, like we were queuing to get across a, a crossing. So it didn't 
it wasn't like he was going to lose any time or anything but also we were on a single track path so no one was going past anyone apart from the knobhead so yeah I just thought it was lovely it's why you're there isn't it like because if you're there to look at it and, and like I've seen your photos from that recce and I've seen I've seen the photos of the race and I'm like oh that looks nice and I would have been standing there taking photos like I would have been like taking it yeah all like that is I've really I've never done this is interesting I've never done a European race ever I've only ever raced in the UK apart really? from like when I've gone out and done like Namibia Panama Mongolia Greece all those places but I've I've always like trailblazed those I've tested them I've like looked at them I've, yeah. I've done the route so I'm like I've never actually done a race race abroad oh. so next year I'm going to go and do one and um check me out with my accidental activism of not flying actually it's because of the green runners um I haven't, <laughs> flown. I haven't flown this year but I'm going to the Philippines no and I plan to use yep. all of the oil to get to the Philippines <laughs> not really <laughs> But next year, I'm going to do a European race, and my friend Kirsty yeah. is lining some up for me that look good because I don't want to go and do a knob race with loads of knobs in it. I've got one. Go on, I've got one you can do. Go and do that one that I did at Lake Como. That was beautiful, and they've got a they've got a longer distance. Oh, Como, Como, Como. Well, I think because I've got quite a um, packed schedule, so I've got to be careful. Uh, yeah, I think there's one in Cormier. Is that, that looks good? Oh, Grand great! Trail de Cormier. Yeah, do it. Do it. It is Blanc Trail Fest. Stunning. So yeah, just so um peeps know, the one that I did in Como is May. Yeah. So I did the 30k and they've they've launched a 60k. Yeah. So and they've also got the mental 250. Yeah, that's the thing. I just looked at this uh, the Call My Ear, the Grand Trail to Call My Ear. 100 kilometers. Yeah. 8,000 meters. Stop it! In a hundred kilometers. Oh my god, that's double the elevation of my seven valleys. Yeah, that's twenty thousand foot, which is actually okay. It's twenty six, twenty six thousand feet. That's the arc of attrition, but it's a hundred k. It's basically the same. Yeah, but it's the same as UTS, same as Snowdonia. Jesus, which I'm doing in May, so I will not be going to Como in May. But yeah, I might just give that one a miss and do the fifty five k. Because I've got a lot on next year. I've got like a yeah. lot on. So I think maybe I'll. <laughs> anyway, uh, so your win is uh, a handsome man. <laughs> the nice, the nice hand. man who gave me his hand. <laughs> your win is Skidor. It is. I just want to recommend Skidor, right? Because Skidor is a mountain race in the Lake District up Skidor. The race director is a woman, a lady woman called Nikki Griffin. She's incredible. And people might know her from Centurion races because she's James's right-hand woman. Uh, she would have shouted at you. She would have told you off for not bringing mandatory kit. So, but she's, it was her, it's her first girl race directing. And she did such a great job. And I had a, my own checkpoint at the bottom of um, Latrig. And I had a Stuart Smith on it down there helping people. And I had Joe Faulkner from Nav4 at the top of the hill with the bell. Top of Skidor, you got to ring the bell at the top. There's like an old fashioned school bell. But they put on the trig point, you have to ring it with vigour when you get there and then run off down the thing. Whee! And, um, oh, it's just a banging race. And it's great cut-offs. It's lovely. It's beautiful. It was great weather. And it opens on the 1st of October next year. And I will definitely be doing it again because it's... Entries open for next year on the 1st of October. 1st of October, yeah. So it's so I'll, let, I'll, I'll remind everybody that I'm doing it. But I think it's a good go for a first mountain race for anyone. A really good, a really good one. And it's 46 miles. 46. It's actually 48. They say it's 44, but it actually comes in at 48. It's quite easy to get. It it's quite easy to go off course on the way up. It goes like around yeah. the bottom of Blencathra and it goes across bogs and stuff. So you can get a bit lost. I did. And you did a little bit of my Seven Valleys Ultra route. 
basically the easiest bit of your skiddle was uh, on my Seven Valleys route. Is that the bit that goes towards the trick? It's the bit you come. La trig. Yeah, you come from behind, and then you run around the bottom of the hill, and then as if you're going like off to Keswick. Do you run past Skiddle House? Yeah. uh, No, I run past past Blencathra House. Mm, Anyway, anyway, yeah, that bit, that bit of it's like it. It's like you're in. Yeah, that's where I did my recce. Yeah, yeah, that is like you're in the Alps. It is beautiful and I was with people that had never done that race before and it was a beautiful day it was sunny it was nice and fresh it wasn't yeah. too hot it, it was just stunning and people were just like whoa and I was like yeah I know man like we could be in the Alps we could be I mean be. good for me that bit's gonna be in the dark when I actually race it but I have seen uh, it I've seen it in the daytime know, in my recce as well it's also on the Lakeland 100 because Kirsty was like oh this is what it looks <laughs> like, like oh, the so, and, and here's a sobering thought. Skidore is the first hill on the Bob Graham round. Stop so, it. What? Yes. And it, it goes up, it goes no. up that way. Up, up, up. Apparently that's what, that's what Kirsty told me. So oh, I'm like, uh, uh, uh. So like you're already under pressure. You're like, this is the biggest thing I'm ever going to do. And then you have to get up that zigzaggy path all the way to the top. Run. If I ever did that, I'd probably get to the top of Skidore and question my life choices. <laughs> I think everybody does. The, the the world the record for the getting from Keswick to the top of Skidore, and I think back again is sixty minutes. I saw this. Um, young lad, really young lad. No, 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 no. That's Triven. Oh. That's Triven. That was seven and a oh, half yeah. minutes to get from Adam <laughs> and Eve at the top of Triven to the car park. Now, let me just put this <laughs> into context for you, listeners. Triven is one of the Welsh three thousands. It is a gnarly bastard. The rocks are as big as your house, <laughs> and it's. Just horrendous. It's got some what I call surprise yeah. drops on it, where you just go around a corner and suddenly there's a fucking surprise drop. So it's scree, it's gnarly, it's big hill, it's wet, it's yeah. horrible, it's unrunnable. I got down it the other day, 52 minutes. Uh, last Sunday, Sunday before last, the record was broken uh, by a young lad who managed to get from Adam and Eve to the car park in seven minutes and 21 seconds. Stop it. <laughs> And before that, the record was eight minutes and like twenty seconds. But that guy ended up with two broken. Oh yeah, I was going to say like for seven (laughs) for seven minutes of descent, did he just throw himself down and roll really fast? You can't. If you do that, you'll break every bone in your body and end up like a jellyfish. Like it is horrific. I can't explain to you how bad the descent off trip on that gully is unless you've done it. It takes fucking ages. You get to you get to like trot a bit of it, but really, unless you're Killian or this guy. Brilliant. Or oh, this guy. Or oh, this young buck, Brilliant. as I'm going to call him. So we've got wins. We've got grims. Have you got a grim? Did you have a grim? I've got a grim, but you've have you done your grim? Well, my grim is like putting... My grim is kind of kind of getting the bin. Okay. Really, because it's a long-term one, isn't it, for me? Do you, do you want me to do my, my grim first, then? Yeah, you do your grim. My grim <laughs> is also related to the race. I don't know what it is, but at the moment, it was also on my long run. There appeared to be a lot of dozy flies around. And when I say dozy flies, I mean like ones that just don't give a fuck whether they land on you or not. And they're just like, oh, I have a fly. And like, they're just hovering. And on the race, they were like flying into my ear. And I was like, oh, get out. And uh, like, why are they doing that? I think, I don't know whether it's the temperature, you know, like, you know, like when wasps get all like sleepy and stuff in certain temperatures 
Are they big ones? Yeah. Are they quite yeah, big like... ones? Right, so those big ones, what are they, listeners? They're everywhere. Yeah. They're, like, quite big, and they're sort of, like, can't be arsed flies. So there's loads of them. They sort of follow yes. you. Yes, yes, they, and they follow yeah. you, they do. And they're not, like, they're not yeah. blue bottles, because they're, like, no. they're, like, having the time of their lives whizzing around and stuff. No, they, like, follow. They're yeah. in my sushi. The blue bottles are in my sushi. So, uh, but, yeah, they're, like, long. They're slightly long, aren't and they? And they just follow you. On, you're on the trails, and, like, at one point, I was like, are they following me? only me because no one else seems to be having an issue here and I'm literally shaking my head every like two seconds to get them out my ears are they just following me because I stink because I was very sweaty <laughs> it was quite a hot day for the race in the end even though we had to pack all wet weather and mandatory kit for cold because the forecast changed so drastically but anyway yeah I was so sweaty and I knew I stank me and Joe so, were uh, followed by um by them on Run Britannia. We took one day we took a, a trail route. We were followed by them. We thought it was because we stunk. Yeah. There was like a swarm of them. And they were we were running at like 13 minute miles because it was it was, you know, Scotland. And, and we were like, oh my God. And they were like, they were like hovering at our pace. Like, hey guy. And they were big. Yeah. And they were they were big. They were probably like half an inch long. And it was like, what the fuck yeah. are you? And they were sort of hovering through your yeah. yeah. So I've just kind of looked them up and they look it, they might be, they might be no, they're not. What are they? I've just looked up long. Just I don't know. They come at like a certain time of the year. And I was going to say, what time of year did you do Run like Brit? It was like June, July. But then you're, obviously you're in a different country, so they yeah. go over there now. I don't know. But they're also on Skidor for a little yeah. bit of Skidor around the bogs. They tended to be around bogs, water. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was Horrible water creatures. on this course Not too. interesting. Gross. They're grim. They're just grim. It was just annoying the way they kept trying to fly in my ear. And every so often you just hear a buzz. And I was like, get out. But I'll tell you what, a quick grim for me. I decided to have a cheese sandwich on Skidore because I thought it's been long enough now. And I think that I'm over my cheese sandwich thing. So I spent the early days of my running career fueled by cheese sandwiches, cheap white bread and cheese. No problem. Then one day there was a, there was yeah. a problem and it was yeah. an explosive problem. So like, that can't happen anymore. That's sad. Anyway, I spent a year oh. not eating sandwiches. I've been eating Bella Forte bars. Nom, 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 nom. Then I got to an aid station at Skidor. I was like, yeah. oh, yum, white cheese sandwich. What could be nicer? So I had it. I thought, I thought it'd be fine. Be fine. Wasn't oh, fine. No. It oh, wasn't no. fine, okay? It just wasn't fine. And I was like, the worst thing... Did you shit yourself? I didn't shit myself. I managed to get into the bushes at the time. But the worst thing was, when I got to the bushes... It was exactly the same bushes as I'd gone in the year before, in exactly the same place. So I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, maybe this is a mental That's thing that, I'm, that I, like, I'm, I'm unconscious of, but I, can't, I still can't have cheese sandwiches. I have to just stick to the Vela Forte bars, and it's upsetting me because I would quite like to be able to eat a decent sandwich in a race. But I love a cheese sandwich. Yeah, in it was a race. quite upsetting. Never mind, we'll have to work on that. Um, get in the bin. <sighs> yeah, go on then. People putting stuff on Strava that's ridiculous. Like, as in, people Stravaing activities <laughs> that shouldn't be on Strava. <laughs> okay, now I've got a couple of examples of this. Okay, go on then. You gave me a good example. Mowing the lawn. People mowing the lawn. Right? Yeah. That's a good one. But I've also had this raised with me a number of times by a number of people uh, of someone who was out and about and uh there was an incident with their with, with their child that involved their child shitting and they took a photo of it and put it on Strava I was like I was out and about doing this and my child has done a poo and here's a picture of it. I'm not gonna say who that was. Um other Strava incidents include that I know of include Strava your birth, 
or yeah. strathering having sex or strathering oh, like uh, a walk to the post office <laughs> and I feel like it's like but then I'm gonna get accused of like y- yucking someone's yum but I just think what are you doing but why are you doing that is it just me being annoyed is it just me being a grinch I mean look we always say don't we you do you people can do what they want of course you can do what you want we we're merely pointing out like that you just don't understand why someone would go to the effort of doing that but also like not only that when you actually put it on Strava are these people like retitling like spending time like putting new titles in and putting photos on as well like really long titles explaining the entire event and then what happened and then photos and I'm like and what shoes they were wearing while they did it well you need to you need to know the mileage of your shoes Uh, I'm not sure that the, the cumulonimbus gel asics really give a fuck that you just fucking moan the lawn in because mm. that's not a marketing thing for them. But like, what? I just, when you put it on Strava, so everyone can see, because obviously I can see, or it's sent yeah. to me by other people, they're like, oh my God, look at this. And I'm like, wow. So why are you doing it? Because if, you, if you're just trying to keep like every step of mileage that you're doing, wouldn't you just have it on private? Yeah. Are you, do you want people to say well done for mowing the lawn? It's, are you seeking external validation? If you are, that's okay as well, I suppose. But yeah, mm, I don't know where I'm going with this. I just don't like it. I'm allowed to not like it. It's it's just something that no, really that's fine. gets on my nerves. Yeah, that's and I it. Think, and I think that it, yeah. It, and also, but it is funny. It's also quite funny. Some of the quite. It is funny. It is funny. I don't think you have to. Yeah, I know you were like, oh, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't think you have to. I think you were trying to solve it. I don't think you have to solve it. I think you can just literally say, you can get in the bin, I don't get it, I don't understand it, get in the bin, that's it. No, and there's been times where I've been like, I've been for walks with the dog and I've got like mm. a 50 mile week, so I'm like, I'm going to mm. put some Strava. But it's only because I want to know that I've done 50 miles that week and I don't forget. Like, because yeah. if, if I forget, I'm like, oh, I've only done 35 miles this week or like in that training week. Sometimes I look back when I've had a good race, I'm like, what did I do? Like what was more, what was different? If I don't put on my dog walks, then I'm like, oh, actually, you know, I'm missing 10 miles from that or I'm missing five miles from that. So yeah. I, but I do it all for myself. It is all public, but I I don't even name my things. They're named by Bandock or then I don't even look. I just, yeah. literally for me, Strava is for me to see how many miles I've done. Yeah. So, so maybe I'm guilty of it as well, but I don't do walks to the post office. I don't do like a one, a half a mile walk. Like sometimes I'm with people and we're out and about like it, shopping. I never go shopping. Maybe let's say go for lunch somewhere. Yeah. And then, oh, I'll go to Strava. How far is it to the restaurant? Half a mile, I'll go to Strava. <laughs> what the fuck people I know. People I know. No names mentioned. I'm not going to mention the names. Don't mention but, the names. Don't mention the names. But uh, I'm like, yeah, nah, weird. It just fucking annoys me. It is funny though. So my question to you, listener, is what's the weirdest thing you've seen on Strava? Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's a good one. Um, I started oh, off the week with I I was really prepared and I already had a get in the bin from basically after we last spoke, but it's been like a week and a half now. And so obviously the race happened, and so I put the sharp elbow people in the race in the bin because I think they deserve to get in the bin. But there is one other get in the bin that I want to discuss. Um, and I think you're I think you're going to be quite cross about it I'm always cross like I have a cross patch a cross patch so my get in the bin is the man who proposed to his girlfriend at the world championships in Budapest at the end of the 35 kilometre race walk at the finish line literally as she crossed the finish line 35 kilometre race walk 
<laughs> don't that's not that's not the issue here yes it is that's not the issue here <laughs> it's it fucking is no <laughs> did he strava his race walk <laughs> she no so she was the one she. that was competing oh, and right. he went and proposed to her at no. the finish line as she no. finished her race she looks quite happy about it no she doesn't look happy about it she's relieved she's finished the race She's got a, probably got a rigor mortis style grin on her, a grimace on her face. Yeah. The difference between a grimace and a grin. Um, right. No. Why is this you're getting the bin? Why do you feel like you should get in the bin before I go in all guns blazing with my scorn, pouring scorn over someone else's happiness, yucking someone's yum? This is her moment. This is her perfect moment with herself. So this is her moment, right? She is an athlete. Let's not forget, this is at the World Athletics Championships in Budapest. This isn't just like at the end of the London Marathon or whatever, but we'll go into that in a minute as well. This woman is an athlete. This is her job, right? That's like Neil coming into the radio station as I'm about to go on air and asking me to marry him. There you go, Neil. It's Here That's my job. A little <laughs> that, No, don't... Don't do that because and Emma Bunton to do it for you. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's my yeah. work. That's yeah. my work. This is her, her work. She's an athlete, right? He has just gone into her workplace to propose to her. One, two, at the finish line. This is her like finish. She's worked, trained, all the rest of it for this, and he just dives in there at the end of her race. And steals that that finish line moment. Wait till you get back to the hotel. Take her out for a nice dinner afterwards and do it that night. Like, well done, mate. You've done really well at your race, by the way. Will you marry me? Like, that's nice. But I think doing it in such a public setting, he's literally stood on the finish line as well. Like, there are other people finishing around her. And I'm like, you are not allowed in this area. One. Two, this is her moment. And three... This is her job. It's their mo, but it's their moments as well. It's the other people that are yeah, exactly. And it was some fucking bozo stood there with a fucking Argos ring. Like I feel like, sorry about this. Actually, I'm not sorry because this is how I feel. I feel like people that publicly propose do it because they're scared the person's going to say no. It's, a, it's I, like I a feel control like thing. Like, I yeah, I feel like it's coercive <laughs> control. I feel like it's a coercive control into getting them to yeah. say yes. I feel like they're worried they're going to say no because it's really difficult to say no when there's lots of other people yeah. around, yeah. isn't it? I've seen this happen it, IRL in real life yeah. at events that I've been working on or at with people that I'm like, if that person would have asked that other person not with loads of people around, they would have said no. Yeah, I know that because we've had conversations about their relationship and I'm like, fuck it out. That's one of the things I really don't like about it. And the yeah. other thing is you're like, it's taking that moment, isn't it? Away. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like, oh, but this is the best moment of her life. So I want to make it even better. It's the best moment of her life or yeah. his life or whoever's life it is. Doesn't need you elbow sourcing it in, sharp elbowing in with your fucking cheap ring yeah. to make it better. Yeah. yeah that could get in the bin and I mentioned about you know people proposing at the end of like there was one that went really viral of um someone doing it at Manchester Marathon at the end of that as well and like you know in the in the hobbyist section so these guys it's not they're not athletes it's not their jobs it's not their workplace 
I also I do have a bit of a problem with that because these these races, especially like Manchester and whatever, you know, there's there are finish line cameras and stuff. They're gonna then use that for their own marketing and it then mm-hmm. goes viral. And then they mm-hmm. get like, oh look, that this happened at Manchester Marathon. And and I just feel like using people's like lives like that for marketing is just a bit like slapdash yeah. yeah and you're playing into it you're feeding into it yeah. by it doing happen it because of your race it happened <laughs> in spite of your race it would have happened yeah anyway, any race yeah. it was yeah but it's but you know and your race actually made it more difficult but it's the same with like people you know that got the guys that like um like the welsh runner when he picked up that guy at the end of london marathon and helped him through so it could have been any race but London's yeah. like, this is the spirit of London. It's like, yeah, he would have picked that, that guy up at any at race. any race. It could have been the Swansea half. It could have been, and uh, and yeah, and it's not a, it's not you know. It, but they're like, oh, we use this. We'll get on it. Like, I guess it's like how Venice, like the most romantic place in the world, because everybody proposes it. Not everybody proposes it. I'm sure people go there and have affairs and split up. But that's how they <laughs> use it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Paris, yeah. Paris the city of love. Like, is it or is it just the city where you constantly get told off by french people for trying to speak french i don't know <laughs> but yeah. um like i hate it i hate it i and i and i think there's probably people that are like oh ali's just a bitter old single person and i'm like it's not, it, if someone did it to me i'd be like you can fuck off mate i'd literally be like yeah. you need to have a, a chat because you obviously don't know me i yeah. do not want this in any way shape or form if yeah. you want to ask me ask me while i'm watching like alone when i'm in front of the tv with the dog watching yeah. a survival show i'm more likely to say yes <laughs> exactly yeah i yeah i just i don't know has anybody i would be really interested if anybody listening has had like a public proposal that they that they didn't want they didn't turned ne- it down. <laughs> they didn't necessarily have to have turned it down though maybe Aww. maybe maybe and you can stay anonymous wouldn't it be so great if there's someone listening that's like oh my god my other half proposed to me in like the worst way ever and I hated it so much and I had to say yes because it just made me cringe imagine imagine we want the goss and then later and then I had to be here to be like Stephen can I have a word with you please <laughs> I don't really want to marry you <laughs> had to break his heart later at home oh, god. Um, I think we watch too much telly don't we Oh yeah, I've got a re- have you watched have I told you about my deepest breath theory? Yes. Oh, your theory. What's your theory? I haven't seen it yet. Okay, so the deep you know what happens in the deepest breath, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that if you haven't yeah, watched Yeah, because I watched breath, Gogglebox. Might, yeah, so you might want to turn this off for the next five minutes if you haven't watched the Deepest Breath. Yeah. Oh. Right, so he dies. The guy dies. The, the yeah. guy that is the safety guy dies. And uh he dies where with on dive with his girlfriend who he loves very, very much. Okay. He's yeah. just got into a relationship with. I don't think she was as into the relationship as he was. And I think just before that world record died, she said to him, mate, I'm not that interested. And his heart broke. He's like, right, that's it. If I can't have her, no one can. And she went down because he was ten. He was late. Yeah, he was. He was late going down and they couldn't work out why. He thought, I'm going to let her die. And then he was like, (laughs) Actually, no, I'm not going to let her die. I'm going to I'm gonna kill myself, but I'm going to do it saving her because that way she'll be miserable for the rest of her life. <laughs> oh, and he went down late on purpose. He'd missed her. He at, in, in, attempted to save her, but he didn't save her. 
And that's so now she has to live her life in misery, thinking that he died trying to save her. But she knows that she dumped him before the dive, and he's like, in whatever other place he is, like, ha! see, listeners, this is what happens when you watch too much Married at First Sight and survival shows mixed together. That Sixth <laughs> Commandment show, <laughs> yeah. and the deepest breath. I'm like, no, there was something not right with this. I want a full investigation. I started to read all the me, me and my friend Kirsten started to read all of the investigation papers about the dive because I'm like, it's conflict of interest to have your boyfriend on a safety team when you're doing. Yeah, dive, I think. So I I'm think like, there's something not right here. And then I started reading all of the reports and I was like, what are you doing, Ali? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Miss Marple. I was like, I'm going to start a podcast about this. Hang on a minute. Right. Can we stop talking about your other podcast and focus on the one that we're actually doing now? Yeah. Yes. Sorry. That was a trailer. Right. Okay. Right. Fine. So our next little section, let's chat about Lublinista. So um, I've got a bit of a funny story. We were in... Um, we were having like a little workshop thing. It was like a women's empowerment workshop, but it was actually more like a group therapy session overlooking <laughs> the mountains. Thank I cried. Goodness. I cried a lot during it. I've been having a week this week. Anyway, so there was this lovely lady. She's called Emily Abate. Abate? Abate? She's uh, American and she's like, um, she told us what she was and then she kind of went, it's basically like a life coach. And um, we had to like do an icebreaker with the group, and each of us got asked... ice bath. And I was like, no, no, no. Each of us got asked a question, and my question was, "What's the most embarrassing song on your playlist?" And so, in front of the group, I was like, "Poopy, poopy, bum bum." <laughs> <laughs> you have to, did you have to sing it? No, but I, I could have done. I know all the words. Um, I, I did give it context. I did tell them about this podcast. So if you are listening to this podcast off the back of that group therapy session, Women's Empowerment Talk, um, hi, thanks for that. And uh, this is what we chat about. So yes, uh, poopy, poopy, bum, bum. We'll probably get a few more plays because everyone was very interested to hear what it was about. Poopy, poopy, bum, bum. I love poopy, poopy, bum, bum. I would have liked to spin there when they Me recorded too. it. Maybe, I wonder how many takes it took to record it. By the sounds of it, one. <laughs> the sounds of it, four large jazz cigarettes, one take. Uh, right, so uh, I've added some things. Things have been added. I added some things Good. that people have asked Good. for, um, including yeah. I've No More Fucks to Give by Thomas Benjamin Wilde, Esquire. Esquire? Esquire. Oh. Um, Esquire. A bit more vaccines, because we all love the vaccines. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I added The Walk of Life by Dire Straits, because due to popular demand, that's nice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I love that song. <laughs> and then I added uh, Woodkid, Run Boy Run, because it is called Run Boy Run. And it's... Do you remember oh. when that was on Everybody's Real? I hate it. I yeah, hate I don't it. like it either. But someone Have you listened to the song? Yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> it's not. It's only that one bit that's good. It's like yeah. that other song, AWOL Nation or whatever it's called. And it goes, run, do, 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 Yeah. That, or, that bit's great. The rest of it is... Or Spaceman by Babylon Zoo, oh, no, which has got that just like... No, there's only one good bit in Spaceman by Babylon Zoo. Yeah. I don't think I've listened to it recently enough to remember the rest of it. No, because then he goes all, then he goes all like... Nobody wants the bridge. Nobody wants the verse. Nobody cares. Is it true that Jazz Man, who was Babylon Zoo, was Posh Spice's cousin? I don't know. Always wondered that. I read it once in Just 17. Always wondered it. Oh, well, if it's in Just 17, it must be true. Journalism. Exactly. Um, And then this morning, I added The Distance by Cake, because I forgot about that song. And it's fucking funny. Oh, I don't know that one. It's perfect. Okay. Oh, it's a perfect running song. It's perfect. And I added also The Recluse by Plan B, because I, I had a good Plan B story. So I love yep. a concept album. 
a concept album for those of you that are not aware of what a concept album is is a album that has a story running through it so all the songs are in order and you need to listen to them in order to get the story right like green day like green day so uh Plan B, The Recluse, is from the album The Defamation of Strickland Banks, which is yeah. basically a musical album, right? Yeah. Uh, Plan B is a rapper from East London. His first album was extremely violent and extremely graphic and very much like, I'm going to shank you in the face, in you, like that. Because he's from Forest Hill, so that's how he talks. I know Plan yeah. B personally. Ben, lovely man. Genius. Anyway, he got he decided to write this, this album, The Defamation of Strickland Banks, which is a story about a man a rapper called Strickland Banks played by Plan B who was accused of a crime he didn't commit mm. and that crime is a sexual assault that's quite serious I'm not going to say the word of no now all the way through this he's talking about how it happened he's talking about going to prison he's talking about what happens in prison it's a brilliant album it's so good and the videos are amazing because the videos are mm. shot like films so it's like yeah. watching a whole film The Defamation of Strickland Banks it was a massive album this and uh, we said, I remember when we were working on it, we said to him, listen, you can't go into radio stations and talk about what this album's about. You can't say the R word because it's not cool. Yeah. And you are Strickland Banks. Plan B is Strickland Banks. So it's very difficult. And we said to him, if you can get through the whole promo cycle without saying the R word, Max, who owned the record label, will buy him a sports car. <laughs> and he managed uh, <laughs> Amazing. And whenever I hear any of the songs off this record, I'm like, that was a good time because it was a good time, but it's a great record. So I put the recluse on, but really if you're in a bad zone on an ultra and you want an album, you can really concentrate on it because it is a story. Yeah. Listen to the defamation of Strickland Banks. Yeah. It's really, really good. And listen to it in order. Great. Love it. Brill. Little, little Strickland Banks story. I've been quite quiet and only added a couple. So I've added Welcome to the DCC by Nothing But Thieves because one, it's a banger. And also I just did the ETC. Welcome to the ETC. Nice. Yeah. And then I also added The Salmon Dance by the Chemical Brothers no. because it's hilarious. I've never heard that song. It's so funny. It teaches you facts about salmon. Does it? I think the Chemical Brothers were on an awful lot of drugs when they made this song. Is it like the Bad Touch by the um, Bloodhound Gang? Teach, no, no. It teaches you things. <laughs> it teaches you a dance, the salmon dance, salmon dance. Um, and I played it to Neil. I can't remember why it popped into my head. I was like, ah, oh, you know that song, Salmon Dance? And he was like, no. And I was like, right, we've got a... <laughs> this is like your dates thing. It doesn't exist. We've got to play it. So I played it to him. And it's like, um, yeah, they teach you about the salmons floating upstream. And it teaches you a little dance. You put your hands to the side and do a little It doesn't dance. sound like the chemical brothers. It's funny. It sounds like the floral dance. Do you remember Terry Wogan released the floral dance? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Come on, everybody, oh. in the floral dance. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah, it was weird. Really weird. <laughs> the 90s was a weird time. Um also, I got a message from, we got a message from Sean Dyer, who is my pacer on the South Downs Way 100 and my pacer for the Autumn 100. I like Sean. Is it Danny Dyer's cousin? Sure. Everybody says that. Wouldn't it be better if my pacer was Danny Dyer? Yes. Come on, you fucking mug. It'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, Sean sent us a message on Instagram and he, and it included a song by, do you remember the, the ketchup song? I said, I hate the last ketchup. Her. Yeah. Hey, fun story. I introduced them on stage at the Rugby Christmas Light Switch on for Rugby FM. 
I said, hey, 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 I said, I hit it. Are you going to end this call? <laughs> I thought you were going to kick me off the call. Yeah, well, I should kick you off the fucking call because you're obviously one of them. <laughs> I said to him, no. I said, where? I said, I said, whatever this is, because he asked, is this song English or like Spanglish? A different, a different. It's Spanglish. Is... It's Spanglish. There you go. Spanglish. <laughs> I said, whatever it is, it can get in the fucking bin, mate. Oh, That's what I said. He said, it's a tune, music emojis. I said, it's fucking awful. He said, well, you won't like my Autumn 100 playlist then. Oh. Crying emoji face. He's pacing me on it. Oh, God. And then he wrote, unless you like the Venga Boys and the Witch Doctor. Uh, Winky <gasps> face. It's not, that's, was... not by, that's not by the Venga Boys. That's by the cartoons. No, no. He said, unless you like the Venga Boys and the Witch Doctor. Oh, okay. So right. he's talking about playing Let's Catch Up, yep. the Venga Boys, yep. and the Witch Doctor. Someone's going to die. Yeah. I said, I need a new pacer. <laughs> because I killed mine on the Thames Park. <laughs> and he said, sad face, but the Venga bus is coming. Three little train emojis. So after I'd replied to those messages, I had to do client calls. Oh, oh, yeah, and all I had was... Let's go down. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have some fun. <laughs> So good. Um, can we put the cartoons Witch Doctor on, please? No. I'll I told sorry. the Witch Doctor I was in love with you. Bo, 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 bo. I told the Witch Doctor I was in love with you. Bo, 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 bo. And then the Witch Doctor, he told me what to do. Tell me, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, walla, walla, bing, bang. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, walla, walla, bang, bang. I can't wait to start. Bo, 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 bo. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I just can't wait. Oh, it's so painful. <laughs> <laughs> so one last thing on the playlist and then we'll do a little bit of correspondence corner to, to wrap <laughs> things up we just need to talk about the ballad of chasey lane <laughs> okay so in episode 14 well, 13, I... it was a long time ago it was 14. Oh, was it 14? Okay. Yeah. I pleaded the case for chasey lane to be re-added to the playlist a, a long time ago we talked about how like sexist it was and how it shouldn't be on the playlist and then in episode 14 i pleaded the case to reinstate it so we said we'd do a poll a poll is what we have done the results of the poll are in mm, interesting ali gave three options on this poll it was should it be added yes no i give zero fucks and it was split it was three totally ways. split three ways but 38 percent of people said yes 31 said no 30 said, I give zero fucks. Therefore, democracy rules. Chase, Ballad of Chase Elaine is going back on that playlist. Yes. Sex, sexy Stan lives on. Sexy Stan. Wirish. <laughs> Wirish. At Wirish. Yeah. I'd argue it shouldn't be included because it's just shit MOR tripe, like the bulk of their back catalogue. Well, 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 and well, I well. went, I said, ah, come on, it is a bit of a bad. Yeah. And then they said, well, I have actually just listened to it in full again to get in the spirit of fairness. And they get a point for use of the word constrain. So I'll just go for M.O.R. Tripe right now. It does have a dash of banger. Would I waste energy skipping it? Probably. 
So uh, we will add well, it. Fine, just skip it. Just skip it. We fine. are having like, and it is a banger. And actually, I've been because I've listened to it a few times now. I'm like, it is quite well. It's quite well constructed. Yeah. It is quite well constructed. It is. It's great. It's great. <laughs> great. We have got the results also, speaking of polls, of Am I the One and Only? <sighs> Am I the One and Only? I think it's better if it's if we change the lyrics. And we won't get sued if we change the no. lyrics. Um, shall I go through that? Yeah, go on. So, and then we'll do your uh, story from Dean. Dean? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I mentioned that I was the one and only person who gets excited about seeing use by dates that are my birthday before it's my birthday. And also... Oh, it's your birthday tomorrow? Oh, that's Sunday? It is. Anna's birthday on Sunday, everyone, which doesn't mean not this Sunday. You've missed it. You've all missed Anna's birthday, you bastards. <laughs> um, and I get quite excited when I see uh, the foods with the expiry dates on, but also sometimes my little brain remembers <laughs> what the foods were as well, which I don't, that wasn't part of it. You don't have to remember what the foods were anyway. Yes, you do. You've got um, room in your house. It's like a museum and you, and you buy <laughs> the foods and then you shrink wrap them and put them on a shelf. Oh, my God. Do you remember those little things where, you you know, when you put crisp packets in the oven when you were little and it would shrink it down into a little... I haven't done that for years. I'm going to do that today. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to poke a little hole in it. I'm going to make a little key ring. I'm going to give it to Pickle and make a hole in it like a little crisp packet. Be like, look at Pickle. Isn't she cute? They're little oh, I love that. So Rachel in the DMs messaged us and said, hi, absolutely loving the podcast. It's brilliant. Just had to tell you. When I was out with my daughter this morning, she bought herself a chocolate bar. After finishing it, she looked at the wrapper and with such happiness announced that the expiry date was the day before her birthday. I couldn't stop laughing and told her about your strange habit. What a coincidence. Steinem Young. Well, I think you may have started something here. Really? I think you may have. Yeah, because there's lots of people that are like, this is great. I love this. I'm going to start doing this. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Yeah, I oh. am an influencer. Amanda Woodrow also sent us a DM. Listened to you and Ali yesterday, cracking up at these um, creme fraiche. Then was struck by my Soreen today. Birthday Soreen! And sent me a picture of her birthday Soreen. I love Amanda Woodrow. I did run Britannia with her. She's great. She's an amazing human being. She is Scottish and she thinks it's normal. This is a thing that's only normal for Amanda, but she says all Scottish people do it. They get a boiled egg. They get a cup. It has to be a cup. It's not a bowl. It's a cup with a handle. They put the boiled egg in. They put some butter in. They mash it up with a fork and they eat it. Apparently they always do it. All of them. In a mug. It has to be in a mug. Butter and egg. That is like a cholesterol disaster waiting to happen. (laughs) Butter bashed (laughs) boiled egg in in a cup. Oh, boiled egg in a cup. And I'm like, everybody does it. I'm like, do they? Really? Wow. That's, um, yeah, that's new. That is new. That, that's her thing. So, am I the one and only? We also did a poll. Um, is Anna the only one who spots used by dates on food when it's her birthday? Is the question. Yep, what a weirdo was one answer. And no, I do this too was another. Turns out 53% of the audience are with me. They do it too. Bollocks. They've only just started doing it because you do it. It's no, no, no trend. not having it, not having it, not having it. So there we go. Um, we didn't get any submissions. Yeah, we did this week. Yeah, we did. Oh, what for? Um, am I the winner? Yeah. Someone said that they hoover oh, right. their race running shoes before they go on a run. They vacuum their oh, shoes. Angie snorted. You vacuum your shoes. Well, are you ready for the race, Trisha? Yes, I'm ready for the race. Have you vacuumed your shoes? I vacuumed my shoes. Yeah. That. What? I mean, what? Are you? What do you do? It's what? ultra mad, Lizzie. Yeah, ultra mad Lizzie. 
That is so weird. Okay, so that can be our next question. Is she the only one? Oh, she's got to be. But she also said she was totally with you. She gets very excited when I see my birthday on food. I also get excited when I see a date on food, which is after a race I'm nervous about. Because <sighs> I think to myself, by the time that bread yogurt potato has gone off, the potatoes have dates for them. I'll know how I did in the race. Uh, oh right. yeah no, they probably do if you buy them in bags but i just i grow mine of course <laughs> because you're so growy you're such an accidental activist so i have mm. worked out two things that i think only i do oh number one yes friend i if i'm going to a big race i say oh, i was so bad i say goodbye to my house as I leave it, I say goodbye to my house. And I say to my house, when I come back, I'll have a new medal for you. <laughs> I shut the door. And I think, but the next time I see this house, I'll know whether or not I've done that race. <laughs> the next time I come in here, I'll be a Dragon's Back finisher. No. I or love I'll be a Ark of Patricia oh, finisher. I love vulnerable Ali. Or I'll be a, that's what, I th- that's what I do. I am so embarrassed to admit that and I can't believe I just have. And the other thing, yeah. the other thing I do. Yeah. The other thing I do is I have conversations with my dog out loud on my own, like proper two-way conversations where there won't be anyone else in the house. And I'll be like, you're right, Pickle. No, not really. What's the matter? I just feel a bit bored. Why are you bored? Because we haven't really been out running very much this week. Well, we'll go out running this week. Do you want me to get you? Would you like a treat? Yeah, okay. I have a treat. What do you want? Cows here. Okay. I'll get your cows here. I literally have out loud two-way conversations. I do that too. Not not meg not mega often not like every single day kind of thing but yeah quite frequently yeah uh maybe weird ones where you said you Ralphie's voice good I'm so pleased Ralphie sounds a bit like pickle as well Mm. his Mm. busy voice most dogs do because they're both so yeah uh maybe weird weird maybe that's what connects us maybe that's what makes us in sync. Yeah, and it's and Maybe it's funny. We're the only one. Yeah, pickles, pickles, pickles. Thoughts often do reflect mine, especially when watching television. <laughs> What's this shit? Oh, this is alone. Yeah. I'm obsessed with alone. Alone is the greatest TV show that's ever been made. It's on Channel Four. Brilliant. Um, okay, we've had a correspondent in the corner. Yeah, they've asked for help. Beep, beep, beep. help. They've asked for help. Okay, let's do it. Let's help them. I'm going to help them. Oh, wait. Dean Cox. He says, oh. at, run, at running Cox, but Cox for the next. Yeah. Important distinction to make. He says, aloha, ladies. Aloha. Yeah. He starts with, I have a podcast question, but I read it as I have a podcast, so I nearly deleted it because I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I have a podcast question slash discussion for both of you. I'm a semi-new runner, having only run a 10K up until March of this year. Mm-hmm. Over the next nine months, I'm having I'm having a baby. He's not. Over the next nine months, I have three road marathons, Amsterdam, London, and Copenhagen, and then the, a 100k ultra, London to Ooh. Brighton. Whoosh. So this is a pod question. As a newbie to the ultra scene, where the flipping heck do I start? Oh, Dean. I know. I've been following basic just finished marathon plans up until now and doing 60 uh-huh. to 70k, 35 to 45 miles, Ali. Weekly for around eight weeks. And despite being knackered, I'm coping well. I'm extremely nervous about a few things. Time on feet, elevation, having never really run trails before, trailing in the dark, mm. and most scary, navigating! Exclamation mark. No. due to location, unlikely to be at a recce price of 100k. Any advice, welcome. Adore you both. 
at all the podcasts, Love and Kindness, Dean from Churchdown Village, Gloucestershire. Cute. Did uh, Was that last bit, he's unlikely to be able to wreck you the route? He's unlikely to be able to wreck you the route okay. due, because of the way he lives. So he lives yeah, yeah. So I've looked at this and I've looked at his, his Instagram and I was like, I love him. So... Oh. I just think he's is like, he your boyfriend now? No, he's not my fucking boyfriend. I'm not a sexual oh. predator. I'm not no, right. And just the way that you went a little bit creepy and like, I've looked at this, I've looked at him. <laughs> no. Um, I'm no. Uh, but I've I'm like, I love him. I think he's a brilliant, he's like he really he really wants to do this. So I think mm. we should adopt him. <gasps> I think we should admit we should adopt him. Like I think, a little project. Yeah, I think as a coach, I should adopt him as a coach, and you should adopt yeah. him as a strength and conditioning practitioner slash PT. Oh I think I we this. should offer our services gratis, and we should see what happens over yeah. the next few months, and yeah, we get yeah. to report into us on how his training is going, yes. and, and get him to his hundred k because, and we can talk about it as well because that way other people training for similar stuff will see what's going on, and yeah. it's like providing a service, isn't it? And to um, be fair, we do need to fill the gap where the training block of joy will end. So he should be on block of joy, train block of joy, the end. I can't wait. Yeah. To, I can't wait to do your best bits of the training block of joy. <laughs> like at the end of Big Brother, it's going to be amazing. Um, this sounds great. I'm I'm well up for that, Dean. You let us know if you're well up for that as well. Uh, I feel like though, when you run your hundred k ultra, you will have to do it in a Bailey and Harding ultrasound system vest slash t shirt though. 100% will make one for that. 100%. Yeah, just one. Just one t-shirt. I know you're not big keen on t-shirts, but you can have one. Um, yeah. And uh, Great. And I'm going to get in contact with Dean. I'm going to offer our services gratis. Yeah. And I'm going to say, Dean, I want you to become the podcast pet person <gasps> who's going podcast to... Podcast pet. pet. You're my pet now. You're my pet. Dean, don't let us down. Oh, okay. my God. <laughs> I love it. Brilliant. Yeah, I think that's probably the easiest thing because if Dean has only run a 10K so far, he's got a few marathons coming up. He's doing like the trail stuff, the nav stuff, the nighttime stuff, etc. And he doesn't and he's sort of saying, like, I don't know where to start. I feel like there is so much there that in the last five minutes of one episode of a podcast, we can't tell you everything. So, yeah, let's let's bring him on a journey and people can learn with him and grow with him. I love it. Me Brilliant. too. I, and I love him. One final piece of correspondence just to finish things off. Yep. Hey, Ali and Anna, really enjoying the podcast. It properly makes me chuckle, but also educational. I don't know how, but sure, I'll take that. Wait, there are some nuggets. Is there anything you would never eat before a run or a race? I'm trying to eat more veggie meals. And last night I made sweet potato and red kidney bean curry. I did a 6K this morning and farted the whole way round. I had to keep looking to make sure no one was about before <laughs> letting go. And I wasn't always sure I should let go. It was fine. I didn't poo myself. So the question there is, is there anything that you would never eat before a run or a race? Mate, there could be a whole list. Cheese sandwich for you. It's like literally, is there anything I will eat before a race? Uh, beans, no. Beans are a popper. Beans pop off. No. Beans, don't curry, do beans. anything which. The thing I eat before a race, my pre-race go-to meal is scampi and chips and peas. Or fish and chips it? and peas. Or whatever. Yeah, fish yeah? and chip shop, fish and chips and peas. Uh, because yeah. protein, carbohydrate, a little bit of greens, solid. I mean, it's do- with with fish and chips. Obviously, it's fish and chips chips. So it's, it's cooked at like the heat of the sun. So because I'm worried, about, I go yeah. worry about like food poisoning and stuff. But then it's it's the protein, mm. carbohydrate, like the vitamin balance, followed by like something chocolatey and delicious mm-hmm. and loads of water. Yeah. 
that's my and then uh, funnily enough it's also my post race food of choice as well that or a veggie dominoes the veggie dominoes they do yeah veggie deluxe yeah yeah, yeah. one of them i think for me the only thing that i would never eat before a runner race so before brighton marathon i had a curry i had a veggie curry what were you thinking well it, it wasn't like a race like that i was racing it was the first ever race vlog that i did for the running channel and i'd run a marathon like two weeks before so i was like only taking it easy anyway and we were staying in a hotel and I just really fancied it like it looked really tasty and it was I remember it being really nice but I do remember having terrible wind and I do remember that is the only uh, marathon that I've ever had to stop and use a portaloo for because I did a massive shit halfway around (laughs) um so yeah I I wouldn't eat curry again before a race um you didn't have to have a poo in the middle of a marathon apart from that I've never, I have never. Have you never had a trail poo? I've had trail poos. I mean, like in road races, like in up to marathon distance, I've never used a portaloo during a race apart from that one time, not even for a wee. Wow. Yeah. Like I can go four hours without weeing and like I'm drinking and still taking stuff on, but I just don't wee. Wow. I mean, I'm not sure that's a boast, but wow. A wee afterwards. Yeah. Is there any other foods that you wouldn't eat? No, I I always, I just stick to pasta just because I always have. Yeah. Pasta's a good So time. I always have pasta the night before. As plain as it can be, basically, isn't it? Like, you, don't, you just don't want anything that's like, yeah. going to like make you feel like shit. I think the thing is as well is everyone's different, aren't they? Like, everyone's gut is different. So it depends on like what you can tolerate. Like, for example, if you have like IBS or something, then you're not going to want to eat fish and chips because it's really greasy and so that grease will then really like yeah affect you so yeah um but (laughs) but thank you for sending your story in about your uh 6k run which was basically powered by far yeah now every time because you were like you say to yourself let it go i feel like that let it go song from frozen is now about letting farts go and not being worried that you're gonna shit yourself which makes that song a lot more palatable to me Excellent. Well, it's on the playlist. The punk rock version of Let It Go is on the playlist. Also, do you know what's going to be interesting? Is that we are recording again on Tuesday. It's Friday now. So we've actually we've actually got a lot of stuff. We've got a lot of content. Yeah. So it would be very, very good if you lot could provide us with more content because at some point we are going to run out. I don't think we will. We've got loads. I've still got loads of stuff sitting underneath what we've just done that we can pick up next week. Great. So if you haven't had your story read out yet, I do apologise. We will get to it, I promise. However, I do have, to leave us, I have one public service announcement that you're probably not going to like, but I need to make this public service announcement. Paul Summerhill, I like you. You're a good man. But I am not adding Mr. Blue Sky to the playlist. I hate that song. It is my murder on the dance floor. I worked for three years in a shop called Shoe City. And in that shop, we had one cassette, which had 12 songs on. Mr. Blue Sky was one of the songs. I can't listen to it. It's not going on the playlist. Please stop asking for it. All the best. Ali, thanks. P.S. I do like you. I love you. But your music choice is awful. I'm going to have to back you up on that as well, Ali. I really don't like it. And also... um... Every time it comes on the radio, Neil turns the radio off because he is an Aston Villa fan and it is the song for Birmingham City, which are their rivals. So, so Paul, please stop or we'll have to issue a cease and desist. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> that was really, that was a very pleasant way of saying absolutely fucking not. Fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Right. Well, cool. I suppose we better go and do some stuff this weekend because otherwise we're going to have absolutely bottle to talk about on episode 16. So. Oh God, I've not got a race this weekend. I'm going to go <laughs> run 16 miles for fun. And then I'm going to go and run in the Peak District because I'm looking at a boffy 
style accommodation for my workshops next year. Nice, 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 nice. I, I, I'm very discombobulated. I don't really know what I'm doing. As I said, dear listener, I only woke up like 10 minutes before we recorded this. I'm very disorganised. I don't know what's going on. I'm just going oh, big, but Some big races happening. We've got the lap. We've got Dragon's Back starting on Monday. What? Yeah, Dragon's Back starts on Monday. We've got the lap. Shit. We've got... Um, there's a few big races happening. Oh, Snowden 50 start is this weekend. Snowden is that Monday. this weekend? Yeah. Like my birthday yeah. weekend. Yeah, Yeah, your birthday weekend. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, it's all, it's all happening. So that's good. That's exciting. It's exciting. Nice. That is cool. That is cool. Okay, I love you. Bye. I love you. Bye.